only business radio station. The following program is brought to you by Gallant Media Enterprises. Welcome. It's a wonderful afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance Now, Now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finances. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Welcome to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. I am your hostess, Maria Lopez. And here's my co-host, Wanda Miles. Good afternoon. Hello, Wanda. How are you today? I'm great. Having a grand afternoon. That's awesome. It has, well, it hasn't rained today, has it? No, not yet. Not Shh. yet. Shh. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Wanda, today we have an awesome guest speaker. We I have know, Carlos Temperan. Carlos Temperan, a business owner and entrepreneur. Carlos is one of the founders and business partners of VNT Wealth Strategies, and his firm is affiliated with Mass Mutual. Carlos is a financial advisor and financial planner. Carlos and his team create financial plans that protect his clients from the unexpected. Here's my guest speaker for today, Carlos Temperan. Welcome, Carlos. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. It's a pleasure to, to be here and truly excited to share with your listeners a little bit about this aspect of my life. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carlos. You know that we uh, Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez started last year, 2017. And this year, what I want to focus more on is on that entrepreneurial series. Beautiful. So I want to share with my audience and the audience in South Florida and also in the entire country and in the entire world for that matter because they can listen, tune in from anywhere, any part in the world about entrepreneurial journeys. So that's what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your own entrepreneurial journey. Great. Before we do that, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where do you reside and what? where do you work? So we actually have two offices, uh, mm -hmm. two physical offices, one in Coral Gables and one in Fort Lauderdale. Due to the fact that we do work with clients all over the United States, we're able to speak to clients mm -hmm. virtually through any place. We have the software necessary for us to do financial planning and other things through the okay. web. So we're able to, to do that. But I personally reside in Westchester. I've always been there since I... In South in, Florida. And yes. so most of your clients are also residing in South Florida. Most the of them are in South Florida. We have clients in North Carolina, Texas, California, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And how long have you been a business partner of VNT Wealth Strategies? And also, how was the company formed or created? How did it all start? Well, my career truly began in 2009. Um, I actually mm -hmm. moved back from, from Florida State in 2008 with the big collapse of, of the market. And during that transition, I was looking for a job. And as you can imagine, it was extremely right, difficult for, right. for me to find. Everybody turned me down. Everybody was because they wanted experienced advisors to join them on the workforce. But uh, Signature Investors and John Hancock actually took an, uh, a liking to me and they okay. actually brought me on. Um, during that transition in 2014 was when we transitioned to MML Investment Services, which is a broker through Mass Mutual. Mm -hmm. And during that transition, um, we're really lucky, I'm really excited that we didn't actually lose any clients as we transitioned from that. They came um, with you? Everybody came with us, yeah. So we continue servicing them through that transition. And I guess we're fortunate. I guess we've been doing the right things. Right. And in 2014 was when me and my business partner really created VNT World Strategies just to separate ourselves from just being linked with just one single company. Because in reality, since we have an open architecture, mm -hmm. we represent the client and not a particular company, structure, or product. Got it. Wonderful. And prior to that, have you always worked in the financial services industry? 
Well, my my story is uh, is is a little long, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to cut it as short okay. as I can for okay. for your audience. I started. I'm I'm Cuban, uh, mm-hmm. Cuban descent. I uh, started playing the violin when I was five years old. The violin, beautiful. exactly. The reason why the violin is because for my mom, my my single mom, God mm-hmm. bless her. She it was the easiest way for either to be a musician or a sports figure to actually leave the country. So for that reason, she actually got me started in the in the music industry, and in 2013, she actually won the. In, I'm sorry, in 1996, she actually won the the lottery, the visa lottery. Okay. And a year after, we actually transitioned and we actually came to the U.S. And it was here that I actually applied to New World School of the Arts. I got accepted, and that story is very funny because I didn't know English. Okay. So I went to the audition. Like I played. You the violin. Yeah, I, I definitely. Music, did. I music definitely. is universal. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So I walked in. I did my audition. They were staring at me. I walked outside. They grabbed me by the shoulders and they said something, which to this day I really Hi, cannot remember. That's beautiful. But I remember two weeks after I got the the letter that was accepted to New World, and my journey my journey continued as a musician there yes. in New World School of the Arts. Then after that, I got a scholarship to go to Florida State, and uh, during that journey in 2006, it was a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. That's and that's when I decided to to make a career change uh, to something else. And to something else. And why was that something else, the financial services industry? So in 2006, um, I was going through a, a, a really tough part of my life just okay. because I was extremely depressed about the fact that I had this instrument, I had mm-hmm. music, but it wasn't it wasn't going to provide me the lifestyle and the vision that I have for the future. So my best friend, Gigi, she actually gave me a book okay. called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Mr. Is Gigi Kiyosaki. listening to us right now? I, I'm pretty sure she's in DC, but she, Hello, I, hope, I, I hope she is. <laughs> Um, but that book actually changed my mind from the right. poor dad mentality to the rich dad mentality. And I've always been intrigued about the markets, different economic mm-hmm. philosophies. In Cuba, the only thing that I knew was communism. I didn't know capitalism and I didn't know how to use capital to my, to, to my efficiency. Mm-hmm. And also the idea of just being able to invest in a company by clicking on a mouse. You know, right. so that that to me brought like a different world to to mm-hmm. to just my my vision. And when I read that book uh, called One Up in Wall Street by Peter Lynch, which is basically accepting companies and seeing through the everyday how companies can actually help your portfolio. So for example, um, mm-hmm. if you see a lot of people buying Apple phones, yes, then you start searching Apple phones. If you see a lot of people buying Krispy Kreme. Then you yes. start searching into Krispy Kreme. So that idea about using like social um, awareness, uh, awareness that mm-hmm. that then after that you can go into the research of what makes this company better than the rest. So that's 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 how I, I transition my business into a financial fi- sector, financial yes. services industry. Mm-hmm. And so you were in Florida State, and I imagine you finished Florida State, and then you started to pursue your licenses mm-hmm. into what is required to be a financial advisor or exactly. financial planner. Mm-hmm. Okay, very well, very exactly. well. If a student came to you asking if he or she would like to go into the field of study or, in, or industry that you have chosen, what would you tell them are two or the three advantages of this industry, the financial services industry? So from a business standpoint, the biggest the biggest plus that we have is that we have no inventory problem. We don't need to no store our inventory inv- problem. Exactly. Tell me about so, that. So basically, like let's say you were to start selling cups, you need to find a place to store a the warehouse. cups. Warehouse. Yes. yes. You need a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, when you doing the when you deal with the financial industry, everything is at our disposal. We just basically call a company and they have it in their shelves. Like everything is on their shelves. Everything okay, is just everything okay. is just there. So, so that's number no, one. Th- so there's no there's an unlimited number of insurance Products. policies. Investment. Products, uh, everything. Understand, understand. Exactly. There's infinite amounts of 401k plans. That's called overhead. 
Exactly. So we, you can, okay, you yeah. really don't have overhead. The only overhead is having a computer, I guess, paying yeah. for the internet, having electricity, or yeah, or, exactly. Or Samsung, so the good thing was. is that you can work from yeah. anywhere. So I could easily go now to California and work mm -hmm. from there, even as if I was here in, in Florida. So that's the number one thing. The second thing is the freedom that it provides. Freedom. Um, okay. So you that's can control huge. your own future. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can control your own time. Um, and you can control your financial well-being, mm -hmm. basically creating residual income so that as you grow your book of business, you don't have to depend on an income of a brand new client in order for you to continue your financial activities. Right. So, so Right. And, and I agree with you. It, it provides freedom. But with freedom comes something else. And that is a challenge. So and that yeah. is called that starts with a D. Do you, do you know what I'm thinking of? Discipline. Yeah. So that's actually that's actually <laughs> I was actually going to talk about that because freedom right. is a double edged sword. Right. Many people want freedom. The problem with freedom is that people don't know what to do with freedom. Mm. Because we go through our life just always listening to our professors telling us what to study, what to study for the test, what to read, and things like that. And that's We're always being guided as to exactly. what to do. Exactly. When you start your job, yes. the first thing that you do is they show you a computer. They tell you, this is what you have to do at this time. And you, you get have to trained, come in. and you get exactly. trained on how to do it. Exactly. When you start your own business, you show up extremely good looking with your hair, like extremely done. And at the end of the day, you get out of there with your tie untied. You get right. out of there like just, just beat up. Yes, because life beats you up every single day. Now, as you start getting better, mm -hmm. you start enjoying more of that aspect because it's not something new. But yes, freedom is a double-edged sword and many people don't know how to use it. So yes, I completely agree with you, Maria. And so let me ask you this. I imagine that the, I was going to ask you this question and I have my own answer, but I'll let you answer it. In your own words, Carlos, what is the skill set, the number one skill set that one must have to be successful in the financial services industry? I would, I would have to say a vision. A vision? Okay. Yes. So you basically, in the financial field, you have to know the things that could happen even though they might not happen. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. So mm. you have to be ahead of the ball. Right, so when you provide your financial services and you provide things, you have to let the client know, if you do this in three years, this could happen. This or by happen, you doing this, happen. these taxes could happen. Mm -hmm. Or by you doing this, if you become sick, this could happen. And basically right. you have to be sort of like a visionary on every single individual plan. And that's what truly makes a financial advisor, a financial advisor basically expecting the unexpected and to solve for those unexpected things before they happen. Once they happen, there's just nothing you can do. What can you do about it? You know, you become sick, you don't have disability. That's it. You have no income. Expect the unexpected. But do you think that requires a little bit of knowledge and experience to have that that degree of conversation that you just had right now? So that's us? the second. Yes. Right. So that's the, the second topic, which I have been very, mm -hmm. I, I am addicted to knowledge. In Cuba, okay. didn't have it, and once I had it here, I just became addicted to it. So knowledge I is power. Exactly. Knowledge, yes. <laughs> so the more you know, the more I can actually see far ahead. So my vision, compared to someone that is just starting or mm -hmm. someone that really doesn't study, maybe you can see a mile. I can see 50 mm -hmm. miles. I can see 100 miles up in the future. So um, you have to be a student of the industry, like a doctor. Right. New products come all the time. New right. investments come all the time. If I do not know about those products, those medications, mm -hmm. let's use the analogy of a doctor. Right. How can I present it to a client? Right. And especially if I don't know the plus, the minuses in regards to that particular instrument, right. am I really doing you 100% of your service? Right. You know, so that's basically the second. And the last one that I will say that is extremely important, the skill set is you have to simplify everything so that the client understands it. Gotcha, understand. Because at this particular, um, these instruments are very mm -hmm. complex. There's, no, the, the U.S. financial system is very beautiful 
and very complex at the same time. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you. Imagine, imagine explaining to someone how a tree grows. Right. right. <laughs> so exactly. our job is just to basically paint <laughs> paint the tree and just let the tree just grow by itself. Right. But I'm pretty sure the chemical reactions that happen on that tree, interesting nonetheless, but you really don't care how those chemicals do happen. And Carlos, know? let me ask you this. Like any other industry, like any other professional, I believe there are two aspects to it. The technical aspects of it, like you said, one has to know knowledge, know the instruments, know the products, know the services but then also the business development side of it because you're wearing both hats at the same time mm -hmm. in order to be successful. Is that what you're doing? And how did you, you can ask? Uh, well, what, what I was going to say is one of the things that I teach every single new mm -hmm. agent that starts on our, in our office is yes. we are marketers first. You cannot be a financial mm -hmm. advisor if you don't have an ear in front of you. So everything that I do, Everything yes. that I accomplish is with one single goal, is to have a breathing person sitting in my room to be able to listen to my ideas. Okay. And then at that particular point, I have the opportunity to really share that knowledge. If I have a world of knowledge and nobody reads my book, right. what's the point? Right. So right. we are marketers first in every aspect. If you are, whoever is out there mm -hmm. listening to this, um, mm -hmm. uh, to this uh, yes, station, right. Right. Uh, so one of the things that they have to do is whether you work as a W-2 job, whether you have a business, you have to sell your idea to your boss. You have to sell exactly. your idea to your friends. Exactly. So you have to always be in the lookout for those opportunities to actually sell those ideas. Mm -hmm. And by doing it, you, you need to network. You need, you to, need just to have that person in front of you to connect exactly. with them, to tell them your story, to tell them exactly. about your services and products. And so that you have a conversation and your interaction with that person, with he or she, and then they can, where's the dotted line? Where do I sign? Where do, where do I get the benefit? What are the rewards yeah. of the services that you're providing to me? Exactly. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay, very well. So, and so how do you teach business development to your, to your, to the people that work with you? The training is a training that yeah, you so there is, I'm not I'm not really involved in the particular training. Sometimes mm -hmm. I do step up and, and I teach okay. more advanced concepts to 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 agents in the, in different particular fields. Right. Um, but the teaching aspect comes from doing. Like from you continue, doing, you continue doing, doing it. You continue. You can do it. Like the same thing. You can learn how to drive a car until you don't get behind mm -hmm. the wheel. You will not be able to right. actually drive the car. I mean, you can know where the You're pedals are. Right. So you have to continue doing it and doing it and doing it. You Beautiful. Know, so, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. We're going to go now on a short commercial break, and we will be right back to continue our conversation with Carlos Temperan, financial advisor and founder of VNT Wealth Strategies. Maria M. Lopez is a Florida certified public accountant, public speaker in the areas of personal financial planning and holds a Florida insurance license. Maria is transforming the way South Florida thinks about their finances through her radio show, Abundance Now. Maria Lopez coaches on the areas of personal development and simplifies the complex U.S. financial system, providing the financial education, tools, and techniques for others to create the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Maria's passion is to create a wave of personal financial planning education that lends to a legacy of financial abundance to your children and grandchildren. Contact Maria at 305-697-9730, 305-697-9730 to explore opportunities and invite her to speaking engagements for your organization. Visit Maria's website at buymarialopez.com. We are back in abundance now with Maria M. Lopez. Today we have the pleasure of having with us Carlos Temperan, financial advisor. Carlos, clients are the core of your business. Would you say that? 
Yes, definitely. Yes, right? How do you win the trust and the confidence of your clients? So the science of trust is something that has to be studied on its own. But okay. from my experience and the experience of our practice, I would say that trust is something that takes time. Something Trust is something that it gets built as you continue working with your clients okay. throughout the years. Right? The relationship. Relationship. And not only that, just knowing that you that they're going to receive a call, whether there's good news, mm-hmm. bad news, or everything in between. So okay. that's, that's number one. Um, number two, you have to be able to show results. So in other words, mm. you can promise a lot of things, but until you don't actually show it or you don't... Um, actually explain to them, hey, we did this, this is the result. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? How, how do you feel about over-delivering? Have you heard of that? That sometimes people say it's good to over-deliver, to promise uh, 10, and so I deliver 12 or something to that effect? So I read a, I, I read a quote the other day uh-huh. basically saying that quality mm. is overdoing what is expected. So when okay. you offer quality... It basically yes. means that you went way and beyond of the yes. expectations of clients. So that's what we try to do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we are very good at it. Right. Sometimes, like any other business, we fail at it. But the good thing about failures is that we learn from those mistakes. So when those two things do happen, we mm-hmm. tell our clients, give us a second shot. How can mm-hmm. we make it better? How can we do it? And that on its own, remember, clients are with us not because of the returns, not because of uh, the things that we put in place for them. <laughs> It's because of the relationship that they have with us that they feel comfortable with. Yeah. You know? right. So that's that's the, the, the biggest thing. So mm-hmm. we expect our clients to not only be clients, but we expect the first generation, the second generation, the third generation to continue with that firm. So every single time that we deal with the client, we have that expectation through the services that we're providing to them. So that's we, we treat it sort of like a family boutique. Type that's of, beautiful. Uh, that's, I'm sure you because you're working with the generations <laughs> of your clients, mm-hmm. you are almost you're part of the family pretty much i will consider way. myself at times <laughs> a financial psychologist if oh i may God. say if, if, that, if that does exist i'm, I'm not sure if that uh, if that exists or not but it. the things that a lot of times clients tell us secrets that they would sure. never tell their family sure so at that particular point we have clients cried in front of us we had clients uh, share their entire book of investments to their mm-hmm. second generation they have we have clients that are preparing for the third generation and things sure. like that and through that psychology of what do you want to do what is the vision that you have mm-hmm. through really understanding and really getting deep into it is that we can actually say okay you know what this is the product that makes sense. This is the strategy that makes sense. This is the investment that makes sense. So that's how we go and that's how we build the trust to really getting in there as a family practice, to not just treat a client as a as, a, as an object, as a number, but to treat a client as a human being, as a person. Beautiful. And then going beyond and actually helping them see what the future mm-hmm. looks like if they were to follow our strategy. Trust is very important because in that way, the client, he or she or the family can mm-hmm. share the vision of the future that they have with you, mm-hmm. and then planning can be more effective exactly. and efficient exactly. at the same time. Some, sometimes even the second generation, when they come to our office, um, I have prepared the plan for the client mm-hmm. to transition to them. Right. And they're like, oh, wow, I can't believe that you were thinking of us. And I say, of course. The mm-hmm. idea is for you to continue the relationship in the eventuality that your mom does pass away. And you know, many mm-hmm. our oldest clients is like 85 years old. So right. I mean, it's, it, this is a natural part of life. You know? right. 
What is a what is a, a week generally look like to you? What does a typical week look like to you? Okay. Um, well, typically I try to spend uh, Mondays and um, Fridays mm -hmm. on the office uh, doing paperwork, organizing our week on Friday. Everything that we need to do, paperwork, you know, mm -hmm. in our industry, paperwork is is is, is a nightmare. Um, and then. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and we actually see clients. Mm -hmm. uh, in the evening, typically we spend time networking, trying to go after other uh, centers of influence, explaining to them okay. our vision, our dream, so we can add value from our practice to what they currently do. Mm -hmm. So like CPAs, attorneys, um, hospitals, other businesses. Sure. So that's typically what we spend. We, try, we spend, I would say, most of our time just finding new clients that's Got the it. number one that's the life and blood of the operations you know so do, do you prioritize your activities let me ask you why i'm asking this question because i've heard that some people have a, a selected times of the day when they check emails when they return phone calls do you do something like that or or how do you do that yeah so typically fridays and sundays i don't check my emails because there's really nothing i can do and if i have some something that okay. cannot be fixed okay. I, I i just don't you, like yeah, there's just nothing have to wait until so typically morning. yeah exactly so monday mornings like typically in the morning i check everything that i have to do and then i check it at night Okay. So that's when I typically check my check my emails. If there's something urgent, mm -hmm. our assistant would basically like give us a call. Hey, you need to do this. It needs to be urgent, and then we we'll take care of it any place that we are in the planet. So Beautiful. I'm gonna be traveling to Europe. I could still answer my calls. I could still do everything from mm -hmm. there because I have a, have a phone nowadays. Phones are more powerful than the space station right. that took the, <laughs> the man to the moon. So I mean, so um, can you so, imagine yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, Carlos. What are two of the two of the biggest challenges that you have faced in growing your financial services business? And how did you overcome those challenges? Can you share that with us briefly? Um, so one, one of the biggest, two. yeah. So one of, one of the biggest challenges for us, um, finding larger problems. To me, um, mm, finding success, larger problems. Yeah. So the bigger the problem that we're able to fix, mm -hmm. the more we get compensated, right? So okay. if we're working with a client that has, I don't know. 20 million dollars that's a big problem like if mm -hmm. they need to fix certain things with their state plan and this and that we have to do a lot of things mm -hmm. right? right if you're dealing with someone that is just starting someone that is um just beginning to just take hold of their problems it's just very simple this is the problem but we want to find bigger problems to solve and that's in life in general the bigger the problem the more you typically get compensated so that's our the biggest challenge is not only finding the clients but finding the problem that would get us to the next stage you typically do that by asking questions, by through the relationship. Yeah, by by presenting our ideas and presenting our practice to to uh, to attorneys, to bigger business. Like right now, we're working with a, a company mm -hmm. that has about 600 employees. So okay. trying to incorporate like how we're gonna really manage 600 employees. Like yes, those are those are big problems to solve. So how many mm -hmm. agents do I need to put to actually take care of 600 clients all over the United right. States? So those are when I mean problems. That's basically what it means to solve are those you, things. So you're actually looking for solutions. No, exactly. So we provide right. the solutions to a bigger problem. So the bigger the problem, the bigger the solution that we can provide. Excellent. And since we get compensated not only financially but also by acquiring new clients, which is the life and blood of, the, of our firm, that's how we actually are able to to you know to to grow as mm -hmm. a firm. Uh, the and more clients that we have, the better it is. And you're helping your clients solve their, solve those problems, and then also they become more successful. And by saying that we're successful, let me ask you this: How do you define success, Carlos? Well, success is a. Uh, so there is personal success and there is life success. For me, mm, um, okay. I'm sorry, not life success. What I mean is career success. Career success? So career success to me is creating something that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So creating something, leaving something behind when I'm no longer here. 
So that to me is success. So creating a firm that when I'm no longer here will continue operating and continue growing and continue helping clients for the second generation, for third generations, even right. though I'm not here. So that would be mm -hmm. truly a success to leave a footprint in this planet. That that would ultimately be the, the biggest success that I can create, like being like Apple, being um, Microsoft, right. Right. Google, those are that those are successes. Success know. stories. Uh -huh. Do you believe that leaving a legacy and touching the lives of other people also as well as success? Like for example, in Florida, Florida is a large market, right? So mm -hmm. you're in South Florida. The bigger your firm is, the bigger your team, mm -hmm. you can leave a legacy and create, and touch and create an impact in the lives of other 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 people, your clients in this case. Exactly. Right? Right. Yeah. Uh, owning a business is like having a baby. So you need to teach that baby right. different morals, different things. So a business would definitely would need that expertise from me to actually get that done. So yes, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Beautiful. And what else would you recommend to someone who's starting a career in the financial services industry? Have patience. <laughs> Patience. Why you need patience? to have patience. Just because it's very easy to for everything to look dark, it's very easy to go down that path. Mm -hmm. um, like to give up. You not like only to give up, just to look at everything negative. You know, if mm. there's a problem, instead of focusing on the problem, they don't focus on the solution. So if there's a problem, the problem is there. Let me fix it. Mm -hmm. If I cannot fix it, then just let it be. So you know? how do we solve the issue of patience? For example, if I'm impatient because today I may I I try to connect with three individual clients. Mm -hmm and uh, it didn't go the way I planned it mm -hmm. to be. Does it help that I have a vision for next week, for the next month? Sure. That I have a calendar, that I have contacts, that I have networking events yeah. coming up? And instead of up? you asking yourself the question of why didn't these clients pick up the phone, mm -hmm. ask what can I do to actually have these clients pick up the phone? You exactly. know, so do I need to actually go see them in person? Mm -hmm. Do I actually, so thinking, just changing your mindset just automatically clicks on going from the problem to the mm -hmm. solution. Okay, they don't pick up the phone. How can I make them pick up the phone? How can we make this more convenient to my clients? Exactly. Do I need to do it more in person? Okay. Do I need to do it more this? So I don't think about the problem. I just think about the solution. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. What do you think about social media? Has social media helped the financial services industry? So social media is like a double-edged sword. Um, mm, okay. Typically, typically at a, we, our job is to go through the news and help our clients understand it. We watch CNBC. Mm -hmm. We have it on our firm as a TV, but we really don't look at it. Why? Because we just... When we invest and we do plans, we expect the worst, we expect the best. So we don't go on the day-by-day -day thing. So looking at social media every single day is going to drive you more insane than, than anything else. So um, I would say that it could help, but, you know, you have to... You right. have to be careful how you use that information because information now is extremely, in my opinion, it's too abundant and people don't know what to do with that information. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, Wanda just told me that we have probably last two minutes. Okay. I want to ask you one question. How do you know you're being successful in your business? Um, by continued growing. Growing? By okay. continued growing. Um, satisfaction of your clients? The satisfaction of my clients, like I said, having bigger clients, uh, finding solutions to bigger problems. Beautiful. You know, things like that. Um, Beautiful. And this is growing personally. Right. Uh, I think awesome. that's, a, that's a big thing. Having a business is a business, but growing personally is... Um, Beautiful. Thank you, Carlos, for I having joined us today. Yes. Yes, before before I go. Do you still play the violin? Yes, I actually do. I, I do it for a lot of philanthropic things. I, I do some work for like schools that's and wonderful. little kids and stuff like that. But but yeah, I don't I don't play as, as I used to. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not as good. I have to go back. Thank Excellent. you, Carlos, for having mm -hmm. joined us today. Thank hey, you, not Wanda. a problem. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. Thank you, Wanda. All right. IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready 